The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, welcome back to State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McClain. Well, Brian, I must say that first hour was uh, very uh, enlightening. It was a it was yeah. a wonderful one. We've got we've got a big second hour as well, as you well know. I need not tell you, but it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to ch- chatting with uh, Cynthia Hughes here in just a bit, and of course, uh, as we talk about our 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 police state, uh, it's just uh, it's just. I wanted to feel better about it. And then we talked to Senator Brian Dolly in California. And I'm like, okay, uh, we've got a lot of work to do, brother. We got a lot of work yeah. to do. Isn't it isn't it amazing, Steve, uh, that at this point here in 2023, we now have state senators, legislators, city council people, um, you know, just all the a huge um political block of power who are no longer afraid to say, yes, uh, this is being run into the ground. As Senator Dolly said, you know, California can fail. And if yeah, California not too big to fail, fail, that means the United States can fail. Yeah, you're not kidding. And and it's it, California is failing. Let's be honest about it. What I was yeah. what I was struck by and have been struck by, frankly, for quite some time and 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 the senator was he mentioned it and that is the media the role the media plays uh the role big tech plays uh california you know people say how can people be so stupid as to vote for this well a lot of people most people in fact are apolitical they don't live their lives on the political front lines like you and i may um and they don't really pay attention so then they turn on their local cbs or nbc or abc or even the 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 CNNs are in the, of the world, and they're getting not only an incomplete picture, but a picture that is utter nonsense, uh, and they just vote that way. It, it's uh, I've said I've said on my program for long before I was on TNT. I said even when I was back on my old radio program that in the long lens of history, we will look back on this uh, this era, this 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 epic that we are living through, and we will say the media was the enemy of the people. And I just believe that to my core, obviously not TNT, but the mainstream media that is feeding this these false narratives that are promoting crap like BLM, that are promoting crap like like uh, defund the police, uh, that are promoting all of this nonsense. Uh, they are in large part responsible for for the results we get in states like California and frankly, where I live in New Jersey. Yeah. Media, the, as my friend Mark Anderson coined it, the mass media cartel and the social media cartels, they are enemies of the American people. I'm sorry, I just have to say that. They absolutely are. That is what drives me to do what I do on the various outlets where I um, do commentary, uh, broadcasting, and podcasting. Uh, I, I wake up every day and I see the way that the mass media has molded and shaped the citizens around me, my friends, my family, people I don't know. And um, it is the main driver of all of the problems that we have right now when it comes to the American citizenry not stepping up and just saying, okay, I guess this is the way it is when it doesn't have to be. 
No, it doesn't have to be, but it is. And and you're right. And your friend is right. It is a cartel. Uh, there is. They all go to the same. They all, you know, the thing is, man, they all go to the same cocktail parties. They all went to the same schools. Columbia is a good example. I mean, Columbia School of Journalism, once upon a time, that was highly respected. Now, uh, for those uh, those that are kind of in the industry, they look at it like, oh, my God, yeah, it's great, but it's a le- liberal think tank more than it is anything else. But people still want to have that sheepskin, don't they? So they just go along with it, and here we go. This is where we're at now. These people don't like the country, and and more importantly, they don't like the people that live in the country. Uh, they don't they don't like America or Americans, and it's obvious, and it's it's ugly, and it's led us down this path. Yeah, but, yeah, and many Americans right now are realizing that after they send their young people off to college, they come back different. They come back hating their country. They come back culturally completely shifted. Uh, sometimes they even come back a different sex than they were when they left. <laughs> yeah. well, like I said in the first hour, brother, we are we are living in the upside down. This is the twilight zone. All we need is all we need is Rod Serling to do the intros uh, and the outros, and, and and there you go. Hey, listen, do you have an upcoming community event? Maybe a rally, a march, a festival, or a fundraiser. Uh, they could use for some uh, free publicity. Well, God, we'd love to help you out. TNT Radio wants to promote your event for you. Simply visit the What's On Events calendar on the TNT Radio website and submit your event details, and we'll get the word out for you on TNT Radio. Digging deeper into the news. It's the topics that matter to me. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, well, it's time to welcome back once again Ruckus to the party and I'll This ought to be fun. On Monday, that would be uh, today, the U.S. Secret Service confirmed that its agents who are tasked with protecting uh, President Joe Biden's granddaughter fired shots in the midst of an attempted break-in. I think it was an attempted car break-in at a a lot. But Ruckus is here to to shed light on all these details. What's going on, uh, Ruckus? Somebody fired some shots, a Secret Service agent? Yeah, and we're not talking jello shots, gentlemen. Um, in a statement, a spokesman for the agency, Anthony Guglielmi, confirmed a, quote, weapons discharge following a break into a Secret Service vehicle, end quote, adding that two or three potential suspects fled the scene. A bulletin was then issued to other Secret Service units, the statement said, while adding that Washington, D.C.'s Metropolitan Police are investigating the matter. The agents who opened fire were with Naomi Biden's security detail in Washington's Georgetown neighborhood before midnight when they saw the suspects breaking into their unoccupied vehicle. Officials with the agency confirmed to several news outlets today, Monday. Officials said that it is believed that none of the suspects were shot and the suspects fled in what the agency described as a red vehicle. They got pretty specific there. Uh, Descriptions of the suspects also not provided. The agency said, quote, there was no threat to any of the protectees, end quote, adding that the incident is being investigated further. Um, Fascinating this is going on over there. I guess Washington, D.C., I've been seeing a significant rise in the number of carjackings and car thefts this year. It appears the Secret Service are not 
immune as well. Uh, police have re- reported more than 750 carjackings this year and more than 6,000 reports of stolen vehicles in the district. Wow. Representative Henry Cooler, a Democrat from Texas, was carjacked near the Capitol several weeks ago by three armed assailants who stole his car but didn't physically harm him, luckily. Violent crime in Washington has also been on the rise this year, up more than 40 percent compared with last year. In February, Representative Angie Craig, Democrat from Minnesota, was assaulted in her apartment building, suffering bruises while escaping serious injury. Earlier this year, meanwhile, a staffer for Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, was, quote, brutally attacked in broad daylight, end quote, in Washington, he said at the time. It was later confirmed that a suspect was arrested in connection to the incident. Mrs. Biden, a 29-year-old lawyer, has not issued a statement on the matter, and neither has the White House. It's not clear if she was in the vicinity of the attempted carjacking or Secret Service-involved shooting. She is the oldest daughter of President Biden's son, Hunter. In November of 2022, Mrs. Biden married Peter Neal in a ceremony at the White House. Um, Yeah, things are getting really bad out there. Uh, everybody in late September, the U.S. capital city, that's right, where the capital of the government sits, uh, hit the 200 murder mark, according to officials, which drew a response from the D.C. police union on social media. They wrote on X, formerly Twitter, Twitter, more than a week ago, quote, we are still short hundreds of cops and the responsible policing that used to address this has been prohibited by misguided legislation, end quote. Oh, the irony. Earlier this year, Republicans criticized the leaders of Washington, D.C. during a House hearing portraying the Capitol as a Democrat-run city that has long been mismanaged and fallen into a state of disarray due to a left-wing bail reform rules. In May, they passed a measure that would overturn a so-called police reform package that was passed by the D.C. Council amid the nationwide riots and protests the, the, the summer of love in 2020, uh, quote, your position seems to have been hands off our city, and that's not going to fly with the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee, end quote. That's what Representative James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, told members of the D.C. Council earlier this year, quote, we want to work with you and you're going to have to work with us, end quote. And yep, things have gotten so bad that even now the Secret Service are having their cars broken into. Wild stuff. What do you guys think about all this? Yeah, I, 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 it's in Georgetown, which is what shocks me. Georgetown is one of the nicest areas uh, around D.C., and even Georgetown is now falling victim to this, uh, th- th- these carjackings and break-ins, and it's just unbelievable. Was I guess no charges brought on this uh, against the Secret Service guy for discharging his weapon, though, correct? Well, most likely not. It doesn't. There's not much more to report uh, other me, than their statement. But I, I don't yeah, think let, that it would be. Not I at know. All. But the reason I mentioned that to you, Ruckus, is because just last week, John wrote as a Manhattanite discharged his weapon as he was witnessing a woman get mugged in the subway. They didn't arrest the mugger. They arrested John wrote and listen to the way the Daily News reported this. Here's the headline. Subway vigilante John wrote, cheered and condemned as he's held on $10,000 bail in the shooting. He didn't shoot anyone. He just discharged his weapon and said, leave her alone. 
Now he's sitting on in jail on a $10,000 bail. No such bail required for the Secret Service. There you go. If that had happened in Texas or a lot of other places, John would have been just fine, I would wager, yep. um, because he was trying to help someone. Someone was being physically hurt. And that's a great question that you asked there, Steve. Does anything happen to the Secret Service? The answer is no. And then the follow-up question is, what would happen to one of the three of us if we went to our car and saw three P a parked car with no one in it and saw three people trying to break into the car. Can we pull our pistols and ventilate said perpetrators? The answer is no. The answer is patently no. You may not shoot someone for trying to break into your car as much as you might want to if you do see this happening, it's illegal. So the question is then, uh, why is it that the Secret Service lives outside of the laws that normal Americans live in? Should they not have done the exact same thing that um, a legal and lawful armed protector would do, which is not pull out your gun and fire at them? Uh, what kind of train? These are Secret Service guys. What kind of training do they have? I mean, it'd be one thing if Biden's granddaughter was in the car, perhaps, but even then, you got to know what's behind your target. So I don't think you should be shooting at these guys, even if she was in the car. You guys are trained to like do all kind of stuff, right? Run up, do some jujitsu. You got snipers on the roof or something. But here they are pulling their service weapons and shooting at common thieves, uh, which really says a lot in the age of crime reform, doesn't it? Yeah, you're not kidding. I did see a stat that said 74% of all carjackers in dc 74 percent are armed with illegal weapons of their own mostly 38 specials and the like but uh yeah it's just it it it, it doesn't it kind of go back to the two-tiered system of justice that we live under here you have a guy in new york trying to protect a woman and the new york daily news liberal rag though it is refers to him as a the subway vigilante they're really trying to smear him with that and you're right. If this had happened in Dallas, Texas, hell, if this had happened in Miami, Florida, they'd be hailing him as a hero. They'd be like, hero saves the day, but not so in New York City. Uh, just yeah. whatever. Pathetic. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Ruckus, one thing I, I am uh, well aware of is that Washington, D.C. has some of the nation's most strict gun laws in the nation, even though it's not really a state. <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion though but i mean you can't even buy a handgun in washington dc unless you're 21 or older um, and they have different forms they have different ways you have to actually go about getting it it's it's it should be if gun control worked this should be a a place right a territory that is not having hit the 200 murder mark in november yeah yeah well, i i can't I can't see any correlation there. No coincidence whatsoever. I have no idea what what could solve the problem of all the high crime and murder rates and carjackings. What could it be? Uh, yeah. Uh, regardless, to your point, uh, they did say in the statement that there was no threat to any protectees. So, again, it begs the question, why are we like it would seem? Isn't that a bit much to pull out the gun right away and just start shooting and ask questions later? I mean, 
as you said, sure, uh, there's supposed to be some training involved. Uh, I would argue that most citizens who they themselves are concealed carrier would probably act in a more responsible way than these agents did. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, you know, the, the only thing I'll say this, just a devil's advocate to wrap it up here on my end is it was a Secret Service vehicle that was being attempted to be broken into. Maybe th- maybe these uh, these agents knew, hey, dude, there's 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 some serious weaponry inside that car. We better not let this guy get this car because then he gets everything that's in it. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but it does seem a little bit kind of off the cuff to start firing at some people. But yeah, what do you think, Cash, to wrap it up? Absolutely. Well, if it's one of their cars, it should have uh, extra armor it should have stout locks and this kind of stuff and hey if i lived in a place if i was doing some sort of law enforcement in a place that has 200 murders and this many carjackings i would not be leaving my service weapon or my long gun in the car and uh, yeah this is definitely one of those cases of rules for thee um and not for me so yeah yeah Great works. Great work, Secret Service. Uh, and just so you know, <laughs> you catch someone breaking into your car, do not shoot them. I do not think this is advisable. I'm not a lawyer, but I know a couple, and I don't think this is advisable. All right. Thanks, Ruckus. That was uh, amazing, per usual. I'm blown away right here on State of the Nation at TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Joe Hoft. We're in a situation like never before in world history. We've been through world wars, but what we're seeing now is just amazing. We've either got communism where it's just the government. The government runs things and that's just the way it is. Your soul is gone. It's diminished. There's nothing else. And or uh, fascism where you have the government working with big industry, which seems to be the model that's being pushed on uh, the West um, really by by all these guys that are in the EU and, and World Economic Forum, they all have connections to the uh, fascists from uh, the past, the Nazis in, in Germany. He, she mentioned the guy, the head of Luxembourg, who used to be the head of uh, the EU, the guy who was drunk all the time. How huh? His family uh, were, were Nazis, and they looted and stole booty from Jews during World War II and became wealthy, it's similar to the Soros family. These are the kind of people uh, that are continuing with their initiative to, to rule the world through fascism. Joe Hoft on TNT Radio. I'm just going to do a little voice. I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me. And I was trying to figure it out. And I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive 
multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging. At the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, last week here in New Jersey, Middlesex County, uh, Middlesex County, New Jersey, the FBI sent a SWAT unit complete with armored personnel carriers, lots of camouflage, long guns, just a whole, and uh, canines as well, for that matter, to locate one Gregory Yetman. Yetman ended up turning himself in Friday morning after the canine units and uh, these uh, aforementioned camoed agents with their long guns started swarming surrounding areas, going into the woods and all that. So uh, Yetman said, okay, I thought he thought better of it, and he turned himself in. Here to uh, comment on all of this in our continuing police state that we're living under, Cynthia Hughes. She is the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project, and she's a friend of the programs. And Cynthia, we welcome you back. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much for having me back. It's so good to be here with you. Yeah, it's it's great to have you here, uh, Cynthia. Now, you heard no doubt about what happened with uh, Gregory Yetman. He uh, turned himself in after all of this commotion. Uh, I'd say it was overkill, to say the least, to send in armored personnel carriers. People were reporting it as tanks, but it wasn't a tank, but it damn near looked like one to the layperson. To get one fella who had already been interviewed by the FBI, had already been presumably cleared by the FBI. Uh, but we know that these folks in the DOJ uh, have got a real... Uh, desire to get as many callers as they can between now and election time, it would so appear. Is that what happened with Gregory Yetman, do you suspect? Yeah, I've been in touch with the family. Uh, as a matter of fact, I I just spoke to uh, Greg's brother shortly before I got on the call here with you. Um, you know, Gregory's being held here. Uh, you know, you and I were in the same area. He's being held here in the Monmouth County Jail. Um, no visits are allowed. He can't even see his family. Um, nobody's heard from him yet. He made his first initial appearance this morning here in Jersey. Of course, he was denied bonds. He'll be, you know, heading off to D.C. probably any day now. Um, but the day of the raid, they came to the house. They knocked on the door. They had about 40 agents with them. They had armored trucks. They had a helicopter. They had the canine dogs. It was outrageous. He, you know, panicked. He took off for one day. And realized that, you know, this, he came to his senses and knew that he had to turn himself in. Um, they threw flash fangs into the house. They broke windows in the house. They broke windows in their boats, um, traumatized the neighborhood. They, they told people in the neighborhood to shelter in place. Completely and totally unacceptable, especially knowing that they had already previously interviewed him. He was still, you know, hanging around. He didn't take off. Um, he's not, he was not a flight risk after they interviewed him. He knew that they were likely going to be coming back. Um, 
they had him under surveillance for about three months prior to the raid last week. So, um, you know, he's charged with resisting arrest. He's charged with assault. He's charged with the famous obstruction charge. Um, you know, all these charges combined, you know, carry a 25, 30 year sentence. He's not going to get that. But um, I'll tell you what, those prosecutors, they will go above and beyond to, to try to make sure he gets that. Um, and he turned himself in. He cooperated. He, you know, he, he talked with them. Um, and this is going back, you know, more than a year ago that they interviewed him. And he was completely and totally cooperative. So um, I've been in touch with the family and, um, you know, they're very strong. We raised some money for Gregory over the weekend um, so he can hire his own attorney. We've already put him in touch with a couple different attorneys, uh, you know, to choose from an interview. And um, it's just it's another it's just another, you know, blatant uh, disregard for the rule of law, due process. Um and, you know, in the First Amendment. And this is yeah. what we're going to see. It, this is going to ramp up this year, I think, during the, you know, this, this year of presidential uh, campaigning. I think it's going to get a lot worse, Steve. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Cynthia, thank you for that. And, and, and building on that, um, I'm, I want to ask you, we have a headline we're going to take before you answer. So it'll just be a brief one. But you can think about this while sure. the headline is playing. Um, you know, we, in this case, we have... Um, a lot of information about what's happened to Gregory. We know the background now. We know the story of what happened this last week. And, you know, we can look at what's happened to everybody else that's been caught up in this. Let's say there's over a thousand people uh, sitting in, in various jails right now and prisons. And, and the government says they're going to find a thousand more. So I'm curious on the other side of the headline, if you can tell us how many people are you hearing about that that we may not be hearing about because we hear individual cases like this, but if there's a thousand and a thousand more, I have a feeling there's a lot of things like this happening that the American public is not seeing. So I'll take your comments on that after this brief headline with today's news talk, TNT radio. TNT radio news. Big news. For TNT radio news. This is James O'Neill. President Emmanuel Macron announced Sunday that his government will introduce legislation this week to enshrine the freedom to have an abortion into the French constitution. A lion escaped from the Roni Roller Circus in the Italian seaside town of Latispoli near Rome on November 11th. Italy's Mount Etna, Europe's tallest, most active volcano, roared into action on November 12th, spewing lava and ash high over the Mediterranean island of Sicily. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Cynthia Hughes from the Patriot Freedom Project is our guest. Cynthia, what do you think about this? What happened to Gregory Yetman? Is this happening to many, many more Americans than most people realize? Well, yeah. I mean, just last week there were there were six new arrests. Nobody knows about that. You know, that's not talked about in the media. It's talked about, you know, in the um, you know, in the forums, if you will, on social media, like uh, places like Sedition Hunters, you know, 
Um, there's a couple of uh, journalists that hang around the D.C. courthouse following these cases. You know, they're very anti-Trump um, and they they come and they sit in on these cases and they report on these cases. So, of course, they have been reporting on everything that happened with Gregory last week and they report on, the, you know, the new arrest. But the American people don't know half of what's going on. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but recently um, President Trump filed a motion demanding uh, that his trial be televised when that starts in March in D.C. Um, so the American people can see the unfairness and the bias in this and the bigotry. And, um, of course, Jack Smith is determined to not let that happen. All of these trials should have been televised and, um, you know, or we should have had you know, uh, virtual access like we did, you know, a year ago because of COVID. Um, these judges, these prosecutors, of course, the DOJ, Christopher Ray, Merrick Garland, you know, all of them, they do not want the American people to see, you know, the, the truth about what's going on. And, and I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. There are some people that went to the Capitol on January 6th, and they didn't do good things. And it, you know, and it, and and all of these January sixth defendants are being lumped into the same basket, the basket of association, and those people that made decisions to cause harm to the police and cause harm to the Capitol. And I'm talking significant harm because there's some people who got caught up in the moment, made some poor choices, but there are some people that did really super bad things. And because of those people, people like Gregory Yetman. And those that are still, you know, out here living in fear, knowing that they're being hunted down by this DOJ, um, you know, they're going to be found guilty. It's not even a question of, you know, if you go to trial, you'll make bond or whatever. Gregory went today, he was denied bonds. This, this group of Americans, this group of Trump supporters are being held to a completely different standard. Due process does not apply to them. The First Amendment does not apply to them. Um, the rule of law does not apply to them. The Constitution does not apply to them. And the list is long. And the American people should know more about it. And so people like you, um, you know, these types of shows are very important because this is the only way to get this kind of information out there. You know, uh, Cynthia, you said that they don't want the American people to see like uh, President Trump demanding his own trial. Stroke of genius, by the way, on, on, on that. They don't want the American people to see this. There's no doubt, though, that they wanted the people of Middlesex County to see armored personnel carriers. They wanted to see 30 to 50 FBI SWAT members in their camo and their helmets and their long guns. Seems to me that this is a uh, this is it may have all been to get uh, Greg Yetman. But the reality of it is, I think it is a it is a they're trying to ice the population, scare the hell out of them. And say, look, this yeah. could happen to you. So shut up, sit down, or else we're going to come pound on your door, maybe throw a few flashbangs your way. That they do want people to see. No? You're 100% right. That is 100% accurate. They, you know, another thing that President Trump, um, you know, is dealing with in the D.C. courts, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you're not, this goes to show and prove exactly what you just said. Um, Jack Smith has now asked Judge Chutkin, Tanya Chutkin, to waive his attorney pr privilege rights. Could you imagine? Have you ever heard of such a thing in your life? Um, the, the Constitution and the rule of law that we know, 
it doesn't exist anymore. It is out the window. And I will tell you, I, I feel confident in this. You're going to start to see some scapegoats. You're going to start to see the Biden family become scapegoats. You're seeing, you know, Eric Adams in New York become a scapegoat. You better make sure you have a really clean record and a clean bill of health behind you if you're going to go up against somebody and criticize them the way Mayor, uh, Mayor Adams. So I have to call him Mayor Eric Adams <laughs> in New York. Um, the way he criticized Biden. Now look what's going on with him. If you yeah. think about Douglas Mackey, I don't know if you saw the interview between Douglas Mackey and Tucker Carlson last week. That is so alarming. I that that should scare every single American in this country. No matter how you feel about President Trump, no matter where you stand with your politics, you know, with President Trump. What's going on in the country should scare you more. You should be able to put your, you know, your political bias aside and say, look, I don't like Trump. I don't support Trump. But what I'm watching is going to come for me one day. And you got some crazies in this country that just don't see it that way, honestly. Yeah, they, and we, they cheer it on. And we know that that this ideology will be self-consuming. It will be self-cannibalizing. And what you just brought up there about Eric Adams is uh, just one of many examples that we see that this will happen. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that I find most depressing about people not understanding uh, what happened in Mao's China, what happened in all these places where these sort of political ideologies took place, where they took the youth and the, the you know, the, the disaffected and, and told them, hey, you're the underdog and we support you. Now you need to go get them. You know, you need to destroy capitalism. You need to hate your country because it has caused all your problems. This always ends with everybody being consumed by it. Um, and what you said about Douglas Mackey, I'm, I want to thank you for bringing up Douglas Mackey there because this man, he made a meme. He's quite literally going to prison for memeing. I mean, if we can't have a meme war in this country on our internet, we do not, do not have free speech whatsoever. And it's just amazing to me that the American public, the American public should stop everything and say, hey, we want Douglas Mackey out of prison. We want Julian Assange out of prison. We're not a country that sits here and, and puts journalists in jail and memers in jail and people that were set up on J6 in jail. I mean, I've, I've looked at your website. I know that your nephew has been through this as well. Um, I mean, this, this is the kind of thing that destroys American families. It's not just you know, someone who made a mistake. This is destroying families. This is destroying communities. And it is destroying our way of life here in this country if it's not going to be stopped. It's true. You're 100% right. And, you know, so last week, as I mentioned, Tucker interviewed Douglas Mackey. He's going to be, I guess, self-surrendering here soon. I don't know exactly when. Um, he was sentenced to seven months in prison. But, like, if you really listen to his story, um. That dumbfounds me, I think, more than anything, okay? Literally, the man is going to prison because he made a meme. And because he made that meme, and, and think about this. Think, I want you to think about this. To me, that what I'm about to say next to me is the, is, the, is the heaviest part of this. He made the meme in 2016. He didn't get arrested until like two days after Joe Biden's inauguration. 
Think about that. Think about that. That is Hillary Clinton waiting patiently and Joe Biden's inauguration happens or Joe Obama inauguration happened, I mean. And then, you know, and Hillary demanded, you know, you know, uh, Douglas's head on a platter. That is what happens. And people need to really wake up and realize what is going on here. I'll tell you, I'm doing this work. This is scary work. This is very scary work. I stay in my lane. I shut my mouth. I mind my business. But I'll tell you what. Um, where, who knows, who knows what could happen? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what could happen to me, to you, to you, you know, to Steve, to any of us. And I don't know why this is not, you know, a bone of contention for everybody in this country. That is most alarming to me. My nephew was very similar to Douglas Mackey. He's not in jail because he went inside the Capitol. I mean, they'll say he is. But he had some very bad memes on his phone. They weren't very flattering. They were quite insensitive, to be honest with you. But they were on his phone for his eyes only. They didn't live in social media world. And that is what the judge brought up as sentencing. He didn't talk about his conduct in the Capitol. He didn't talk about the charges of the Capitol. He talked about who he was as a person. I, I don't know what's happened here in our country anymore. I'll tell you. Anybody that's watching this right now that lives near D.C., in the Virginia area, doesn't mind taking a two or three hour drive or doesn't mind taking a plane ride across country. People should go and sit in on these trials and these sentencings and see for themselves with their own eyes what is going on in these trials. It, it will turn your stomach. Truly will turn your stomach. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, I mean... Here we are, you know, we once upon a time we questioned are we sliding towards a police state? I don't think there's any more questions. I think it's no. I think it's I, I think it's I think it's painfully obvious this is this is what a police state looks like. This is what a post-constitutional America looks like. Here we are. Cynthia Hughes, God bless. Thank you for doing the work that you do. I certainly hope I certainly do hope that in the days uh going forward we're not talking about how you have been uh, put in a she has no she has no bail she's being held in Monmouth County Jail you're a brave woman to do what you do and I appreciate you fighting me, the good yeah. yeah that's right it's, crossing it's yourself it's true uh, well it's true. keep doing it and uh, keep fighting the good fight and thank you for joining us Cynthia uh, Cynthia we'll have you back Patriot Freedom Project go check it what's the exact website Cynthia uh, please visit PatriotFreedomProject.com and please check out the Christmas cause. We're taking in uh, gift cards and uh, monetary donations uh, to give to these women and, and, and the children to help them make sure they get through the holidays. The Christmas cause, PatriotFreedomProject.com. All right. Well, God bless you. Yeah, go check out that uh, Christmas cause. It's a good cause. Thank you, Cynthia Hughes. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Well, Asher, there we are, man. I'm telling you. Yep, it is a police state. I'm afraid we've arrived, Steve. There we are. Uh, All right. But yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll continue the conversation here on State of the Nation at TNT Radio. The World Health Organization's pandemic treaty is still a looming threat to our future. 
From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. German Federal Minister of Health Dr. Karl Lauterbach had this to say about the World Health Organization's proposed pandemic treaty. If we do not have a pandemic agreement, I fear that we lose the momentum of the pandemic. And it's an open question uh, when we, if we will ever have a pandemic agreement. Let's hope the German Federal Minister of Health's warning rings true that we lose momentum. A reminder, a pandemic treaty is nothing short of Bill Gates-funded scientists at the WHO declaring global instant lockdowns, stay-at-home orders, church closures, and vaccine and mask mandates. The World Health Organization would supersede all local authority and lockdowns would become global. This is our future, only if we allow it. Reject the Great Reset. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. Challenging the consensus and debunking the narrative. This is Viewpoint. The extensive reach of big tech companies combined with government's penchant for digital identity, vaccine passports and digital currencies has given rise to concerns that social credit systems will soon be coming to the West. MasterCard has developed a carbon calculator that can inform consumers of their carbon footprint, allowing them to make more mindful spending decisions. Alibaba Holdings President J. Michael Evans claims that the company is creating an app to track an individual user's carbon footprint from their traveling and eating choices on their platform. Writer Kit Knightley notes this Chinese company is the second largest e-commerce company in the world after Amazon and, through subsidiaries, runs the largest domain name market, email provider and cloud storage services in China and the largest payment platform in the world. They also supply online pharmacy services, provide computer technology to hospitals and own the biggest e-map navigation company in China. Nightly questions if Alibaba would soon reward other correct choices that had nothing to do with the environment and punish incorrect choices. And of course, how far behind would Google, Amazon and Apple be? Interviews, news and views. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McLean. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Now, we've been talking about the term police state quite a bit lately, and that is not only because we interviewed Dinesh D'Souza last week, and that is the title of his newest documentary. It's because we are seeing the effects of a police state right here in the United States. People have been warning about it for many years, and it does seem to be here now. And, uh, you know, we also spoke recently with Janice McAfee and... Uh, she had a, l- a little bit to say about this. Uh, there's a clip from John McAfee, um, the late John McAfee, that I would like to lead into our next guest with here. We're going to be joined by Jimmy Watson. He's a retired Navy SEAL, and he held uh, senior executive leadership positions at Team McAfee, culminating in his time as president of Team McAfee. Uh, but go ahead and play this clip for me. The deep state is a conspiracy theory of, of uh, it's defined as the people within the U.S. government and military who are in secret control of government policy. <laughs> secret? <laughs> Please, people. The deep state is those people. 
within the U.S. government that are career employees that cannot be fired by people that we elect by the Congress or the president. Um, there are the FCC, the, uh, the CIA, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the IRS. Are these people in control? Can they enact laws? Fuck yes. They're called regulations for every law that Congress passes, and we elect Congress to pass our laws. There are 20 regulations enacted by federal agencies that have far more impact on our lives than anything Congress can possibly pass. Uh, is there a deep state? Yes. Uh, can we fire these people? No. Can presidents fire them? No. <laughs> it, it's designed that way so that political parties and political interests cannot affect the deep state. Do you understand the nightmare of our situation, people? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's not secret. It's as open as anything could be. In the past, since 1975, 200,000 regulations have been passed by our federal agencies, uh, encompassing 800,000 pages of fine print uh, people. It is no secret. It is as open as it can be. The deep state does control America. Wake up, people, please. God, use some common fucking sense. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, please wake up. Uh, Jimmy Watson joining us now. Jimmy, considering what John said in that clip there, are we? do you agree, and is there any way we can vote ourselves out of the situation that we're in right now? Well, I, I highly, I, I, I always tell people through my own social media, and I appreciate you having me on, on your show here. Uh, you know, um, the fact that John McPhee is dead uh, and he was a sensationalist, meaning he 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 wanted to live. He was a, a hard Irish. Yeah, he drank a lot. OK, so let that be a sin. And he had his own demons and stuff. But but think about it. Uh, he's about to get extradited into uh, the United States. I've been in a federal penitentiary, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> in connection with John McAfee. Uh, and I know the desperate situation when you're in a federal penitentiary like that. And he was in a Spaniard prison. My point is, is when you find out that you're getting extradited out of that cell, uh, you don't kill yourself. And I know that I know that wasn't a direct answer to your uh, question, but in a roundabout way, um, the the stuff that John McPhee was saying, uh, in my eyes, has to be true. And I was dealing with this 15 years ago with the FBI, with with another an entire different case with the knee source square with Blackwater. Uh, I happened to testify in a in a way that my truth wasn't compatible with the DOJ at the time. 15 years of hell later, um, I'm back in federal penitentiary on a completely unrelated case with the FBI because I'm serving as a CEO president of John McAfee. So I, I truly believe that uh, John McAfee spoke the truth. And because he spoke the truth, I don't know how he was killed, but I know that it's uh, not that 
hard to get someone killed in, in a prison like he was in. And I think that speaks volumes to what he's speaking right now in that interview of the truth that he's speaking. And it's no longer like it's conspiracy. It's almost like everybody agrees now, you know? Yeah. And we can all, hi, how are you? It's, it's, uh, it's good to see you, Jimmy. Steve Hook here. Um, from what I under, good to see you as well. And thank you for joining us. From what I understand, the uh, the autopsy results of uh, of John's death have never been released. Uh, we're, we're not we have no idea how he died, why he died, exactly when he died. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, yeah. This, this, this is something I've, I've, I've thought about long and hard. Uh, when, when they first told me that he died, I was like, oh, my gosh, it was shocking. He was like a dad to me in a lot of ways because I saw a different person than what he wanted you to see or what other people that hated him wanted you to see. Uh, and, you know, uh, when that happened, I was like, I just I can't believe he killed himself. But then you go along and you're like, wait a second. Uh, just like what you just said, Steve. Okay, we got we got photos of Kennedy dead. We got Marilyn Monroe dead. We have Elvis. We have it. it in this century we're living in, it's it's very easy to get a photograph of a dead body. The fact that there's no evidence whatsoever of his death, it without trying to sound like a loony here, it's very difficult for me to process that he's that he actually. Uh, was killed. And if he was, it goes back to my original argument. Of course he was, because, you know, when I went to go work up with him right out of the SEAL teams, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know him from anything. And I got there and, and he was talking about having all these um, terabytes or whatever of information on Hillary and he was about to leave. Uh, but then I started to slowly believe all this stuff as it unfolded uh, over the next crazy year of my life. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of this is coming to light, but there's no photographs of him dead where's the autopsy report uh it's very suspicious yeah and and his widow janice you know bless her heart she was on recently and and she gave me an update and said they uh, she's basically spent the last two years in spain and all of her capital uh trying to mm. appeal cases trying to simply and all she wants is the autopsy report from her husband and they, the courts are basically saying, uh, no, you can't have it, which to me is just, this should be, I don't know how it works in Spain, but this should be a public, an available public record. And the fact that they will not give her to give it to her and that she has done her due diligence and spent all that time, all that money and all that energy while she's grieving just to try to find out what happened. And then two years later to be told, no, you're just going to have to trust us. It was a suicide. Yeah, and I, I love Janice. You know, I formed a, a quite a quite a bond with her. Um, and and if you if Janice didn't like you, you just weren't going to work there much longer. And because uh, you know they were they were super close, a very faithful couple. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, well, John and me must have been boozing and cruising around with these girls and stuff. And I was like, no, actually, he wasn't. Uh, that's what he wanted you to believe, and that's why he told everybody he only made a four million dollars because the minute he let out, he leaked out that he only had four million dollars left to his name. Everybody stopped suing him. He understood how how to he understood what to do and when to do it and why why to do it. And so, yeah, my, my heart goes out for Janice. Uh, I do feel uh, super bad for her, the situation she's been in in Spain. And I don't know all the details, but it's just a, it's a, just another kind of a sad chapter in this uh, Maxi saga. But so many people 
are behind this now uh, of, uh, you know, what what about John McPhee was so bad? What, you know, he was speaking about decentralization, peer-to-peer transactions. That, that goes back to the very root of me giving uh, someone, uh, you know, a caveman a piece of firewood for his berries, you know, it's peer-to-peer transactions. And that's all that uh, Maxi was doing, but they obviously Al Capone him, uh, and because he was telling the public, hey, you don't necessarily have to pay your taxes. I don't pay my taxes. That's what he was saying. Of course, I pay my taxes. And uh, and uh, uh, that's and that's and that's how they eventually got him. And that's how they they get you. You know, they they Al Capone you. They basically go after something over here uh, to eventually um, just bulldoze you and steamroll you. And I I really do believe that um, that John McPhee uh, really got screwed over there, and he obviously knew way more than what he was saying. Uh, and um, and 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 you see what happens when people do know what he did, what he knew and what he spoke about. You, people people get canceled, and sometimes that's a physical death. And in this case, I, I I go back and forth. You know, I can sit here and speak about him possibly being a live steal, maybe maybe faking his own death and all this stuff. But but then again, I I I go back to man. You know, he was found dead in his prison. That's crazy. Well, I mean, we know we know what happened, like, for example, Edward Snowden, Edward Snowden found out a bunch of stuff. What did he do before he could be Capone or before he could be put down in his cell? He shipped it off over to Moscow. Uh, Then uh, as uh, as Hesher brings up, you've I mean, this my point here, Jimmy, is that every time somebody gets close Something dramatic happens, doesn't it? I mean, we just had Cynthia Cynthia Hughes on the program talking about this police state. Last week, we had Dinesh D'Souza. How worried are you that the United States of America has now become a de facto Stasi-like police state? I'm extremely worried. I I just got in the Uber the other day. I said, hey, where are you from to the Uber driver? He said, Cuba, man. I said, Cuba, I said, uh, do you miss your country? He goes, I hate Cuba. And I said, I said, why do you hate Cuba? He said, communism. I said, well, what's so bad about communism? I, I know, I know it's bad, you know, but but why but why is it so bad? Because we're having a hard time understanding this over here because a lot of people are for communism and because socialism, communism in my in my eyes is the same. And he said, because the first thing that communism does is they change the constitution and then they take away all of your freedom where you can't do anything. And so just to go back to what you said, every time somebody's getting close and, and and you don't have to go that far to get close, all you have to be, you know, the Bible talks about the righteous being as bold as a lion. When you're bold as a lion out there speaking the truth, you, bad things happen in, in today's age because we're not living in this free country anymore. And I saw this stuff 15 years. I was dealing with this stuff 15 years ago with, with, with my own it, it, things going on. And, um, and now it's kind of like I told you so. And it's really sad. You know, people mm. are kind of shocked because they always saw the men in the black suits uh, as the good guys, as swearing, swearing an oath, swearing allegiance, doing the right thing. But now it's, it's weaponized. Uh, and what they're doing to, to Donald Trump is is what they will do to everyone here. 
you know, wow. it's not yeah. that, you know, you know, it's not just, it's, it, that's, that's the blaring thing here. And, and you know, what's interesting is the guy, the Uber driver told me, he said, the very last thing before I uh, got out of that five minute Uber ride. Quickly, he Jimmy, said, we only got 10 seconds, 10 seconds left quickly. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but wrap us up quickly with the story there. He said, he said, he said one last thing. He says, you know, once communism comes, once socialism it's comes, it, it never leaves. Never you know. leaves. Oh, wow. I wish we could end on a good note, but Jimmy Watson, we're going to have to have you.